Post 82 is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know King's ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. There are tickets across all major leagues and teams. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. The third quarter, I felt good. You know, I just came locked in. It was all the tape I wanted to go around. And after that, I started tripping down the line. What is it about these two teams? I mean, two games decided by a total of two points. What is it about kind of the matchups? I mean, it's a good matchup, team legs. I mean, uh, team guys versatile. Everybody creates some type of indecision. You know, Jalen Mount was good tonight. You know, down here attacking, we got some good ones at the basket. You know, we should cut it off earlier, but we didn't shut it down. Really. Give him confidence. Uh, you know, uh, we, we did a really good job taping and Mark smart, made some tough ones. You know, that's can't really do nothing with that when he's making tough shots. So, you know, we played a good game plan, but our second quarter killed us after we get him up a big turnaround and uh, you know we take them free throws we got you got good free throw shooters on the line and we get capitalize and you know thank god for this opportunity you know i mean it's a great opportunity great career high you know it's 11 threes so uh, I mean, uh you know it's hard to do in this league but you know, i never took never discredited that but uh and what you had there is a little post-game audio from Buddy Heald following tonight's 103-102 loss to the Boston Celtics out here in Boston at TD Garden. Kings really lost this game one quarter. Third quarter was not the problem. This time it was the second quarter. Kings had, a, I thought it was a good solid start, led 22-19 after the first quarter. Second half of the second quarter really got away from them. Ended up losing that quarter 34-24. And that really was the difference in this game. I mean, outside of that, the Kings played even or better than with Boston all night. And had that, that little six-minute stretch to the end of the first half not happened, if the Kings could have curtailed the turnovers in that stretch, kind of keep things under control, I, I have no doubt the Kings win this game. But that didn't happen. Kings lose. Uh, they fall to 7-9 on the season. Headed to close out this road trip in Philadelphia on Wednesday. That'll be a that'll be a tough one, but before we get to Philly, let's kind of look at what happened out here in Boston tonight. And starts and ends with Buddy Hield. Early on, Buddy shots weren't falling. It looked like another cup of night Buddy'd had this season where he might end up with a decent number of points, but the shots just weren't going in. Boston has a lot of good defenders. And you figure, you know what, this might be the type of game Buddy struggles, but. Buddy basically said he was pissed off, you know, the way that second half, that first half ended, should I say, and he came out and was just hitting, just every, he scored 21 of the Kings' 28 points, and check that, 29 points in the third quarter, I mean, he was just rolling, Boston had no answer for him, and I'm going to go out and say this, I thought Buddy should have had 50 tonight, I thought he could have gotten more shots tonight, I just think the way he was rolling, you couldn't have gotten him the ball enough. Uh, 15 to 26 from the field. 11 to 21 from three. Ooh, that's a lot of threes to get up and a lot of threes to make. Uh, if you want to be, you want to nitpick. He only took one free throw and he missed it. But he did have five rebounds, two assists, four turnovers, a block shot, 
But overall, I mean, how are you going to hate on this game? I mean, Buddy did everything he humanly could to keep the Kings in this game. What I didn't like was that there was a stretch late in the fourth where there were possessions where Buddy didn't even touch the ball. Kings were looking for him, but you have to wonder, could you have done more to at least get the ball in his hands? Because the way he was rolling, Buddy gets the ball, Boston has to react, that opens up other things. But I said Buddy was just going tonight, and I think one thing that was mentioned after the game that's going to kind of be big going forward was the idea of Buddy taking uh, tougher shots. Not that you want Buddy out there jacking up shots against double coverage, but if Buddy has a clean look, even if it maybe his feet aren't set right the way he likes, or maybe the shot might be a quicker shot in the shot clock, the philosophy of something is going to be that if Buddy has a clean look, he's got to take that look. Because if he's passing up a decent look for the sake of, you know, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, let me get the ball to another teammate, let me just kind of, uh, you know, not be the ball hog, be, be the ball stopper. Uh, one thing that uh, Luke Walden and even Harrison Barnes mentioned, what if you don't get a better look than an open look from Buddy? So Buddy's got to you know, keep on shooting. I don't expect Buddy to stop shooting. And what's, what's going to help that is that he's got a coaching staff encouraging him to take these shots, keep getting them up. And I think, to me, it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen this season that Buddy's going to it's going to top 50. And Buddy will challenge that uh, the record for the most uh, three-pointers made in a game. I just... I know that's not exactly a wild prediction. You know, man, man can make 11 threes in the game. Who's to say that he gets hot early? Can't get up, make 14, 15 threes in the game. So, yeah, Buddy was Buddy was on the night. And coming in the second of a back-to-back, on top of that, the energy that he had to expend, I'm pretty sure Buddy will do a whole lot of nothing uh, tonight and tomorrow. Kings will be off tomorrow. They're actually going to stay in Boston and leave the Boston area tomorrow afternoon. So, yeah, I imagine Buddy will get plenty of rest and get ready for that game against the Sixers. But Buddy, impressive, fun to watch. It was a great showing from him, I thought. I thought he competed defensively as well, which was big. And he's really beginning to show a more all-around game, and that's big for the Kings, big for his development. If the Kings are eventually going to get to 500, uh, they missed out by losing the night. You know, they're going to need more of this from Buddy, especially down De'Aaron Fox and still waiting on Bogdan Bogdanovich to get himself going, which brings me to Bogey, who uh, second game back from the the hamstring tightness, and he hit a big shot late, but overall, Bogey 5 of 20, 2 of 13 from 3 for 13 points. He had 8 assists. But, yeah, that's uh, not the type of shooting night <laughs> you need from him if, you, if you're going to win this game. Even with that said, the Kings were right there. And Bogey got the last shot of the game for the Kings. Uh, well, the last good, uh, you know, decent look. Kings are down one final possession. They inbound the ball to him just to try to... Clearly, you want to get something off the... Uh, you want to get a shot up quick, you know, so it's... Three, you know, inbound with 5.7 seconds to play. He ends up taking a three-point, uh, pretty much a contested three from the wing. Three seconds to go. Kings had a chance at a putback, but they couldn't really control it. Just kind of slapped at it, and that's what was the game. But, yeah, that is a, that's a killer. But Luke Walton said he liked the looks Bogey was getting. You know, and he likes that, you know, Bogey can facilitate. So he wasn't, he didn't sound just, you know, down or down on Bogey because, like I said, he did make a big shot in the fourth quarter. 
um, actually gave the Kings the lead with 39.8 seconds to play with a three, but Marcus Smart was just clutch for the uh, Celtics down the stretch. He hit. He, he had four. Point, he had the Celtics' final four points. Stole the ball from Bogey late in the game. With the Kings down 103-102, he steals the ball from uh, Bogey with 27.8 seconds to play. So I mean, like I said, he was he was everywhere. Marcus Smart was a problem, and he was he's the type of player that if you know if you're playing against him, I can see why you wouldn't like him. But I mean, that guy just made winning play after winning play after winning play. Like I said the last four points for Boston, he had 17 points, seven assists, a block shot, five steals. You know, Jalen Brown added 24 points, and um, Jason Tatum had 20. But Marcus Smart came up big late with his defense and his offense. And, like I said, to force that steal on bogey where the Kings would have had a chance to maybe do something, get a good shot, that was that was key because now you, you put yourself in that last fifth possession where less than six seconds to go, you got to take the first shot available, even if it's not the best shot, to try to have a shot at off of the rebound. So it wasn't the best look from bogey, but I understand that look. Didn't talk to Bogey after this game. Um, he was getting some extra treatment and a little extra work after the game. And by the time he was done, I didn't. You know, it was uh, about time for the locker room to shut down. But I don't expect him to have many five for twenty type shooting nights. You know, already go two for thirteen from three. He's too good of a shooter for that to be a regular occurrence. But it was definitely a <laughs> a rough night for him shooting. You look at the the Kings took seventy nine shots. 46 coming from Buddy and Bogey. They took 47 three-pointers tonight. That's a ton of threes. They made 18, but still, that's a ton of threes to be shooting. Some of their better three-point shooters aren't hitting. Well, you know, Bogey wasn't hitting. Nemanja Bielitsa missed all five of his. So that explains a lot as to why this they got so many up. They were just shooting them, and I mean, you can't. I can't fault Buddy for shooting them. Buddy could have took 25 threes tonight. I'd have been fine with that 30 the way he was hitting. And so, which moves me to my third king. I want to mention that we touched on Buddy, we touched on Bogey. I want to talk about Harrison Barnes. I think Harrison Barnes is due for a big game pretty soon. I mean, I'm thinking a career high. His career high is only 34. I see a 35, 40 point game come from him soon because. He had 20 points tonight on nine shots, and this is his second straight 20-plus point game, taking under 10 field goals. I mean, extremely efficient, and right now, he's the only king who can get to the foul line. I mean, he took 10 free throws. The Kings only took 15 at the, the rate they're shooting jump shots. You know, 46 of your 79, no, 47 of your 79 shots are threes. You, you, you know, you're not going to get a lot of looks at the free throw line. And right now, Harrison's their guy who can get to the line. And if he's going to be as efficient as he's been lately with his offense, like I said, 5 of 9 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 7 of 10 from the line, 20 points, I do believe a big scoring game is coming for Harrison. I mean, he's uh, counted on to be a defender. He was the guy defending Jason Tatum late in the game when – if Boston hits a three, that the game's pretty much over. He was able to force that miss to give the Kings a chance to uh, try to win the game on the last possession. But I really do see a big offensive game coming from Harrison soon. And could that be 
uh, Wednesday in Philly. I think the Kings, the Kings are going to need it. They're going to knock off, knock off Philadelphia. It's a, you know one of the better teams in the East, a team that has eyes on a championship. To be able to win that game on the road, the last game of a road trip, a game before the holidays, a game where maybe guys might be thinking about getting home to their turkey and their dressing and their candied yams and sweet potato pie or whatever it is these guys eat. I don't know. They might be on some vegan stuff. You know, who knows? But it's not uncommon for guys' minds to drift on the, at the end of a trip, especially a trip before the holidays. So it'll probably be up to a guy like Harrison, one of the vets on this team, to keep everyone focused, keep everyone in line, and get this thing right before they get to get back home. So I am expecting a big game from Harrison Barnes sometime in the very near future. Not to belittle what he's done lately, but I'm talking about, like I said, 30, 35-point game. I think the Kings are going to need it, and I think Harrison's going to give them one of those sometime soon. I don't know. What did we see here? What did we learn from tonight? One, uh, Buddy's got to shoot a lot more. <laughs> no De'Aaron Fox, no Marvin Bagley. Buddy's got to have a green light. Well, he has the green light. He's got to run through that. He's got to speed through that green light and just keep putting up shots. And... Even though Bogey's 5-20, he's got to shoot too. The, the Kings don't have a chance to win games if those two are not primary offensive threats. They've got to keep pressure on the defense. And uh, one other takeaway from this is that I think Harry Giles is working his way back into getting to the good graces of the coaching staff and getting some minutes. He was, uh, he was playing some fourth quarter minutes tonight, to at least to start the fourth. That's a big thing, you know, for a guy who's been out the rotation – there were questions about his work ethic. Everything I hear now is he's working hard. You see the hard work. And the Kings have no one who can duplicate his passing ability amongst their bigs. And the way, you know, the way he finds guys who were cutting, it, I think when you have a big who passes out like that way from the high post, it encourages the movement. And when the Kings get in trouble offensively, it's when you get dribbling and standing. And But if you have a guy like, uh, Harry out there, and guys know if they move toward the basket and they cut, Harry's going to find them. I think that'll open up the offense a little bit more. So I'm going to leave it at that. I said a whole lot, to, uh, a lot of Buddy talk tonight. Uh, I'll be writing a little bit more about Buddy, and that'll come out if not Tuesday, Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that about but uh, from Buddy. Not from Buddy, from me about Buddy. I wrote about Buddy uh, in Washington as well, where Buddy's pretty much saying, "Hey, don't worry about my shooting percentages that are down from last season. I'm going. It's early. I'm going to make shots. And by God, he made shots tonight. He was on tonight. So Buddy was a man of his word tonight. Let's see if this can this thing can keep on rolling though. So that's all I got from you now from Boston. Uh, chilling in the uh, at the, in, my, in my Marriott, collecting my Marriott points. Going to uh, take it easy, get ready to head to Philadelphia in the morning, make my annual Mitchell and Ness run. You know, for those of you who are into the collector items, the, the old school sports memorabilia, you know, that's me. Also get my cheesesteak. That might end up being my, what I bring back for Thanksgiving Thursday morning. So, hey, y'all take care, and I will be back with you following the, um, the game in Philadelphia. Take care. Again, this is Jason Jones, Throne Room Breakdown. Be sure to check out all my work and my colleagues' work at The Athletic. Had a lot of stuff come out for you Monday. Our All-Decade team ran. You saw my All-Decade team. You heard the All-Decade podcast that myself and my co-host Kenny Carraway did. If you didn't hear it, go check it out. 
got a lot of content out up there for you. Also from uh, Washington, my uh, podcast uh, Post Eighty Two was also uh, a joint venture with uh, my man Fred Katz in Washington. So a lot of fun stuff on there as well. Check it all out. Hope you enjoy it. Subscribe. Follow me. Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. Just purely for shenanigans and random pictures with occasional links to my stories as well. But if you want to get to know the even crazier side of me, you'll probably find it more on IG. So take care, folks. Enjoy yourselves back in California. And I'll catch up with you Wednesday from Philadelphia. And I'm gone. All right. All right.